How's it going, everybody? This is Khan, and check out the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Wayne Turing. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog. No, that's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling you should call me a sherpa because that's what i'm trying to be but like every good sherpa you gotta have someone who's been there done that and can do it more efficiently than you can and that's why our guest is coming into the ring today he comes to us from aew roh dpcw wrestler co ihpw biw rcw mcw and swe fury he is one fifth of stp but he is all bad ass Y'all know him. Y'all see him. He's the man, Khan. How's it going? Yo, what's up, man? Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, definitely appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, man. So, listen, I, you know, we had Shane Taylor on. I wanted to come to you because I was like, he's like all, he was like, listen, man, man is a presence. And he was like, hey, we're going to get all my boys on here. I was like, yes, we are. And <laughs> so I was like, yo, but I saw you like, I've been watching like a lot of your work and stuff, man. I just got to say like, one, I'm a, I'm a massive fan. And two, like, yo, man, what do you do to get like cut? Like you're cut up, bro. <laughs> uh, I tell people the biggest thing is probably consistency. Um, literally someone today asked me what I do at the gym. And like, first thing I think about in my head, I've been working up for like 20 years. I've been doing this since high school. Uh, but as I got older, it's all about functionality. It's about consistency. I train like a madman, probably for like an hour every day. Um, I fast, eat pretty healthy for the most part. So but as long as I'm consistent, like I'm really pushing myself really hard every time I'm doing the workouts, that's probably the biggest thing. But I was like, you know, watched you in your match with Adam Cole, and I was like, God bless, man. This dude is just like, like he's just ripped out. I was like, I was like, even your abs have abs on them. I was like, <laughs> You know, like Tony Nice is like jealous of you. Like I'm just saying, like it's just it's a thing. <laughs> I saw some people tweet about that. I made him look like a child. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember like I listened to his like interviewing too, right? And he was talking about how like at one time he's putting down like five thousand calories a day, mm. and like now he's like he's like I've tapered off. I'm only at, like four thousand to forty five hundred. And I was like, bro, that's still a lot of food. That's a lot. That's <laughs> a lot. I'm like around twenty five hundred, and that. I'm pretty good with that, but like I don't know how people eat more than that. That's a lot. That's hard effort to like eat five, six meals a day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think at one time he said too. He's like, dude, I just go buy like a rack of Oreos and yeah. just crush them. I was like, dude, no, I can't do that. I like I, you know, I'm like getting close to hitting 37 this year, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, and I put down probably like right about 2,100 calories, and I'm like, I'm still like just stuffing my face, and I just feel disgusting. I was like, uh, no. <laughs> That feeling. I can definitely smash some Oreos real quick, but the next day, same thing. It's just like, uh, I don't know. Bet. Well, my first question, man, I'm just going to ask right off the jump is who is Khan? <laughs> uh, man. I think I'm still figuring that out to an extent, but I know when people see me, like my ring presence, ex- aggressive, kind of cerebral, like very precise in my movements. I, I'm getting known to be like one of the hardest hitters on the indies because I hit people with no remorse. Like if you wrestle me, you're gonna feel you're gonna feel some impact. <laughs> and just like I like to dominate my opponents. That's my mentality. Like I realize that not a lot of people are as aggressive as I am, and I was trained that way too. So 
I'm like stalking my opponents and like, what are you gonna do? You gotta, I just literally just got done watching like the last dance with Michael Jordan and his mentality of how like he was a tyrant. That's what I aim to be in the ring. <laughs> Yo, but like that man was a presence. Though. That man was a presence as well. You know what I mean? Like there was something about him where you know, you're in practice and you're like not going as hard. He just walks up and just smacks you right in the face. Exactly. Like that stuff resonated with me. He was like, but the one thing I like that he said, is, I wouldn't ask people to do something that he wouldn't do himself. Right. So I train, especially in the ring, out of the ring. If I'm not doing it, I'm not going to ask you to do that. But have that intensity when you're here. Like, put the work in. This is how you become successful. I like that, though. And that's definitely, like, a good model to, like, kind of kind of live by. I'm just that's curious, man. Like, how did you get into the sport? Uh, so, like most people, I feel like you fall in love with wrestling when you're a kid. Uh, grew up right around the DX age. Hardy Boys, TLC matches. That's when I got introduced to wrestling. Uh, before that, didn't even know what this was. Um, and then again, like most people just like fall out of love with wrestling when you're like growing up and you're in college and you don't, I don't know, even that era of wrestling, I didn't really care for when I did check it out. Um, I just got to a point back in my life where I'm like, I got to do this. Like I got to attempt to see how this feels. And I think after my first bumps in the ring, I was hooked. I was hooked like as if I was a kid again, just becoming a fanatic of going to training an hour, two hours early just to like, sit in the ring and just feel the ropes like something about sitting in the ring was just so calming to me like my happy place um so i've been obsessed ever since i started to do it i feel the same way man i know like when i get my bag put together it's i i tell everybody i was like it's like those friday nights in in high school football yeah. like you're dressing yourself and like it's just you it's like a it's it's like a switch just goes off right and then you just like everything stops like all the noise deads and it's just you and you're just thinking about like what's going on i think about that all the time and then like i like to do the same thing where i get in a ring i like to fill out the ring but then i get in a ring i'll just sit and chill and just like stare off and just think about like yeah. what's what's gonna happen right so it's definitely cool and i think it's weird too because like i used to never be that way right mm -hmm. even like during like high school football wasn't it the same thing i was just kind of like oh whatever i'm playing sports it is cool yeah. But it's just something about being in the square circle where you're just like, you know what? This is this is my this is my my happy place right here. Exactly. Like and the other person coming in, it's fucking my happy place and I'm gonna have to fuck them up. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. And like that's, that's what I missed about like high school and college football. I did like like the atmosphere before games, like warming up, listening to like especially back in the two thousands, some like little John Eastside boys out warming up, like with feeling that pressure, but now Wrestling, I can equate to that. Like packing my bag before a show is like my own little mental preparation. And then getting there and just like taking the moments to tie my boots and my headphones on and just like self activation and visualization, get in the ring, stretching. Same thing as you, like just I zone the hell out. And I'm just like, one, I'm tripping out of my mind that I'm even still doing this. Like this is just the coolest thing ever. And like thinking about people are going to come in here and watch you perform. And I could think about myself as a kid going to house shows and sitting like an upper deck and like, this is just fucking awesome. Like, this is so cool. It's it's wild to me, too, man. Like, I've I've had kids come up to me, and they just tell me, they're like, oh, you're my favorite wrestler. I'm like, whoa, you need to chill, because, like, you clearly don't watch enough wrestling, because <laughs> I'm, I'm not that I'm not that dude. Like, I'm sorry, but I it's just so surreal to me to hear, like, people tell you. And then you think about it, too. Like, people are paying to come watch you. And I'm like, why would anybody want to come pay to watch me? <laughs> Exactly. Like I'm, I'm a weird guy. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm.
but yo, like at the end of the day, though, man, like you, I, I got an email from uh, well, I actually got a, a DM just actually was earlier today mm-hmm. from a parent that their kid was at the last show that I was at, and he was talking about how much he, he just like resonated. He thought that was really nice and cool, and he was just like, I really enjoyed. It. So it was definitely, and I was like, all right, that's the reason why I'm in this. But yeah. I love the fact that there's somebody out there that's just like, oh man, he's so cool. Let me, let me talk to him. <laughs> It's, it's still surreal when people like stop me. I've been stopped like at random grocery stores or Walgreens. Like, oh yeah, like, hey, Khan. Again, in my mind, I'm just a normal person, but this person just watched me perform like a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Um, I just, it still blows my mind. It's super surreal. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was funny. Cause like uh, I was I was in the gym and uh, I, saw, I saw a person walk by and I was like, God, that person looks familiar. And so they were wearing a T-shirt that said "Graps." He's probably watching this episode, so yeah, you know damn well who you are. So anyway, we're like talking, and then I didn't remember his. I saw him check in. I knew his real name, but I was like, "Dak," and he was just like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, that's me." I was like, "Oh my god, dude! Like, yeah, that's crazy." So definitely, I could I could understand. And then like I got to I don't know. It's weird to get like the kid vibe and just be like. Oh my god! I just watched you just a little bit ago, so I definitely, I understand. And watching you guys, mm-hmm. man, during your six-man competition at uh, final battle, I was like, "This is incredible." <laughs> but I will have to put over. Okay, I did. I told Shane the same thing, and I actually told Tyree Taylor the same thing that my favorite match from the indie scene from 2021 was y'all's match in Brooklyn, wow. like. The intensity and the heat that you guys had with prolific, like it just, it just so good to see. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was a hell. It was an awesome thing. It was it was a trip to get out there. It was like a five hour drive from Baltimore. I flew there from Texas the night before. But like them dudes, I seen them cut, cutting that promo. I'm like, oh, they really they really talking some shit. Okay, so me and Moses are ready to swing for the fences on these dudes. They're super nice, like cool guys to work with. But just like the atmosphere alone, like being in Brooklyn and like they had their own little vibe there. That was that was a dope match. <laughs> and you could just see like the the dynamic that y'all had i was like this is like i was like this looks like six dudes ready to go to war and i was all about that life <laughs> <laughs> i think i think so me and we have our debate show and uh chaz is the guy who runs the debate show mm-hmm. and we we've probably watched that match between the two of us probably close to eight to ten times and we're just talking like from the moment that it dropped on youtube until mm-hmm. like this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, man, because I want to talk about this match mm-hmm. and I know there's other matches out there, but I got to know, man, like what's the hardest that you've been hit? Hardest? Uh, two two people, one against Gary J uh, at Palais Pro. I chopped him and he chopped me back and I thought like my heart stopped for a little bit. <laughs> and then he just kept chopping me. And I was like, this is, I gritted my teeth so much that match. Um, and then Andrade, I knew what was going to come when I slapped him, but he slapped me so hard. Like, it felt like my mind was rebooting and like I put my head down because I thought I had a concussion right there. I was like, I didn't even know what part of the ring I was in. And I like went back up a little bit. And I was like, okay, here we are. <laughs> but if anything, that to me set the tempo for like how hard, like not everyone likes to get hit that hard, but if he's hitting that hard, then I can hit super hard depending on where I'm at. So. Right. I'm trying to look as real as possible and pull no punches. 
Well, I feel like I hear that a lot too. Like when it comes to like wrestling on television, especially whether you're like at someone like WWE or AEW or maybe even at Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of people always encourage like make it as real as possible and yep. lay it in if you're gonna lay it in. Of course, like that's the way that I was trained, and these people need to connect with you through the TV screen. So like we already know what wrestling is. So for them to really feel that intensity, that emotion, like that physicality, lay it in, like be safe, but like lay it in and make the people see and feel that struggle, feel like that pain, that the physicalness. So I'm all about it. <laughs> so I'm curious, man. And we're going to go from like one of the hardest hits. Let's talk about one of the worst bumps you've taken. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think I've been fortunate enough to not really take anything too bad. I did take like a sit-out powerbomb one time. And I was like hesitant to take it in the first place, but I landed on my lower back. And it was fine, but I remember people pulling me aside when we got to the back, like, hey, if you bump like that, you know, you could get paralyzed. And then the next day, it was so hard to get out of bed. And I was like, okay, I need to make sure that, like, no matter what the bump is, just, like, just attack the mat. Like, I need to protect myself, because that ruined me for, like, a good two weeks. Damn. It hurt so bad. Like, it was like eternal pain. I don't even know what the hell happened. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I love taking power bombs, man. But there's just something about like mm-hmm. you just gotta make sure that you're you yeah. gotta go down. <laughs> it's like you said, attack the mat. I don't get picked up too often, so like I'm never, I'm not really used to people throwing me around. But when it's always bigger dudes, I'm like, oh, they're actually gonna slam me. Then it's just like a little apprehensiveness in my mind because I'm, I'm typically the one throwing people around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get to be that fortunate, man. I'm 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 five ten, two ten, so I'm just I'm getting thrown around. Or you know, like uh one of my favorite things is like I've I've kind of played with the idea of like how I wanted to like present myself, right? So like when uh like when a ring announcer uh brings me in, right, he says, uh I'm either I'm five six or six two, depending on what convenience store I'm running out of. <laughs> okay. Like I think it's just the funniest shit or like uh like one time I tripped one guy out because he didn't know what like I, I meant. I was like, he's like, Well, what's your weight? And I was like, for it. <laughs> okay. And he was like, he's just like, Oh, okay, cool. I, he's like, wait, I don't I wait for it. And he's like, Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. And then uh the other part was uh I had another lady, she was like, Well, where are you from? I was like, the island of misfit toys. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love like playing with those ideas and just like making my character as like random as possible. Mm, that's hilarious. <laughs> so I'm curious, man, because I know that you're a man that you maybe don't eat a whole lot of food, but you might have a lot of little mini meals. So after a uh, match, man, or after an event, I'm just curious. Do you have like a post match meal or post match snack that you have to have? Um, typically on those days. My like my calories are kind of limited. I make sure I eat just because I need that energy for the match. But after that, it's kind of free game. So if things are open, like there's a couple cool Mexican spots down here in San Antonio that we'll go to after, or we'll go get burgers. Like whatever's open, and I'm craving that week. I'm like, that's what we're eating after the show. Bad. <laughs> um. All right then. So one of my favorite questions to ask people because this is generally where I feel like I get like a lot of knowledge out of it. What is one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn? All right, in life or, like, in wrestling? Why not both? <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, 
I guess I can relate it to wrestling just because I got into this when I was older. Um, you're so used to like, especially being an adult, like being good at things. I think that you learn everything that you learned in like college, high school, whatever. And you're typically good at things and pick them up quickly. But wrestling was the first thing as an adult that I was new at that I sucked at. And like the patience that it took and like my coach humbling me, like you're not going to be good at this once you start. Like you're learning intricate movements, you're running body control. It's like gymnastics to an extent. You're also performing. And like the first day you're there, like, okay, I'll get all this real quick. And no, it takes years to become really good at this thing. And that was probably the most humbling experience I had probably the past 10 years of my life, just because I was cocky. I walked in, like, I looked at other people there because everyone signs up for wrestling. Like, they want to see what it feels like. I'm like, okay, I'm in better shape than all these people. And then even the cardio drills, I was blown up immediately. And I was like, holy shit, okay, maybe I won't be that great at this stuff. And I had to just like take a step back and be like, all right, every time I come to practice, it's a challenge, but I'm not gonna be good at this stuff as long as I continue to practice and like listen, take notes, and I'll eventually get it. But this is something that I'm just not gonna, you're not gonna learn everything in two days. Like you're just not, it's gonna take years and a lot of fucking effort and time to become great at professional wrestling. Yeah. I feel like that, I mean, that's, that's like the best thing, just like in life, like you're meant to be humble. There's something like, I tell a lot of people, like when I'm in the gym and stuff and they ask me like for advice, I'm like, listen, man, the, the only reason why you come to the gym is to be humbled. Right. Cause that's what we do. Like, we're always like, all right, we go bench press the world. Right. Like you go up there and you throw up 315 and you're like, yeah, I'm about to get this. And mm-hmm. then you don't. And you're just like, all right, well then we'll just back this down <laughs> to a weight and work back up. And I like I like that you you can relate that to like wrestling because I know like even for me like I'm still like learning and I'm still I'm still like trying to understand the process. But I feel mm-hmm. like I got a I got a cool little inside edge because I get to do this podcast and talk to people and ask them for advice and then learn more about what I'm not supposed to do and then still make those same mistakes. <laughs> like. And even like you said with the gym too, I've noticed as I've gotten older, like I said, I train for functionality. So my ego, I don't like, cause I remember when my coach was like, all right, when you go to the gym, like my shoulder is banged up. He's like, you have to do like two and a half pounds and like check your ego. And I'm like, I'm already at a point where I don't lift for ego anymore. I see people there trying to like deadlift and squat five, 600 pounds. And I'm like, no, I'm cool doing 75 dump- like dumbbells. That's functional for what I'm trying to do in the ring. I don't give a damn about benching 225, 32 times. Like, I'm already in my 30s. I don't care. I'm just trying to be healthy, be safe. Again, trying to be functional. I'm trying to like live into my 50s and 60s and be able to like move around okay with not a lot of pain. That's all I care about. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool though. Like I know for me, like um, like full transparency. I don't know if I've ever told this show. I've told this story on the show. Mm-hmm. I uh, I I got in the gym like five years ago, right? And it was because my daughter like poked me in my stomach and was like, "You're kind of fluffy." And my wife started laughing Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, damn, like I become that guy Mm -hmm. because I was like trying to convince myself like I was still in shape. I was like, I become that guy. And I was like, that's terrible. And so like I got into the gym, I started lifting and I got linked up with a couple dudes who are like they're all trying to lift for power. So the one thing that I wanted to do was like I'm going to reach the thousand pound club and like that's it. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. Like now it's just now it's just time to like get me to me. Right. So I hit it and now it's like, all right, let me ramp everything back down. Let me just focus on like what I can and can't do. And I like I like that you brought up for, for functionality because even like for me, you know, when you're former military and then you know, you're a college athlete, like 
shoulders are blown, knees are shot, ankles are done, <laughs> like <laughs> everything that could go wrong. Like even right now, like I got this crick like right in my neck that I can't get worked out. I'm just like, I'm old, man. <laughs> <laughs> and like wrestling doesn't help this process at all. That speeds it all up too. So as long as you're like doing something active, and I tell my parents, like my parents are like relatives that I have that don't really train. Like you sleep better, you feel better. Like all that stuff comes into play with like how go like it doesn't have to be about lifting weights and like looking good. That's a byproduct to me of working out. But like even just sleep, I sleep fantastic. I sleep through the night. I go to bed early. I wake up early. Like that stuff plays into play. Getting up and like walking my dog every day again, no pain. Like that stuff means the world to me. And if anything ever like catastrophic happened or I had to move by myself or like do something, I can do it because I've been training myself, preparing myself for that functionality. Yeah, Batman. So I'm curious, like, uh, what kind of advice would you give to up and coming wrestlers? Uh, hmm. I guess one would be humble because <laughs> you're not going to get this in the day. And then I said this on other podcasts. For me, really make sure you want to do this. It is okay if you want to come sign up and see what it feels like and like live out this life dream. That's what we're all doing, right? That's why we signed up to do professional wrestling school. But if you want to be good at this business and succeed in this business, make sure you want to do this shit. The first thing that I learned from my coach, RJ Meyer, was like, this is going to change your life and it's going to take over your life. Once you get into the business, you realize like you're training a few days a week from the school, but then you're lifting outside of school. For me, it's character development. You're watching movies. You're taking notes. You're thinking about like personality traits, how to sell. You're wrestling, wrestling the invisible man at home. You're traveling for shows. You're traveling to go pick up people from the airport. This shit consumes your life and becomes your life. And you need to be okay with that. And you have to like find your circle and your family that also are going to be supportive of you and like help you fulfill this dream. Because best believe I've lost like people in my life who weren't supportive of me. And I'm like, no, this is what I want to accomplish. And if you can't get on this train with me, then you don't need to be here. But like I've found so many great friends through wrestling that I can hit up any time of the day that are like my brothers that like you have a bond with these people that you're never gonna be able to like compare anything else to. Traveling on the road with people and like near death experiences of going to get into car accidents and traveling across the border and stuff like that. Like no one has these life experiences other than like professional wrestlers and maybe like actors who get to travel a lot, but just make sure you want to do this shit. It's not I see people that sign up and then quits three months later and they said they're a professional wrestler. And that's a disservice to what the fuck I do because I actually do this as a job. And like, I committed my life to this and you took bumps for three weeks and then you try to say you're a wrestler. Not in my mind, you ain't fucking wrestler. So just make sure you want to do this. Yeah, it was something that I had to I had to work on too and like talk about, because I've asked other people like that same kind of question and mm -hmm. they've all kind of said like similar kind of ideas like, you know, like if you want to be a weekend warrior, by all means, be a weekend warrior and and just say that that's what you want to be. Like if you want to be an indie wrestler, be an indie wrestler. But if you want to be a pro wrestler, like you gotta dive into all of this. Really? And like, I I I agree to an I agree to an extent, right? Because like I know for me, uh, like I'm I'm old, like and I'll, I'll I'll be okay, like just coming in and working on the weekends and stuff like that. But I want to be that guy too, that like hits the road and travels around. I don't want to get near death experiences but i'm sure that'll happen because my friends are not great drivers but mm -hmm. like it's, it's those things like in life that i'm like i find myself like booked every weekend and like i i, I work and then i i make sure that like one of those weekends like i'm not working so i can just spend the time with the family right yeah. because like at the end of the day like that's 
it's, oh, yeah. it's important. And you said it too, right? Like you, you want to make sure that like you have that family. Like mm -hmm. I have my brothers that I kick it with like on the road and then I kick it with my brothers off the road. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely like the hardest thing for me, uh, especially when I just moved to Texas, like trying to find your like tribe outside of wrestling. Cause again, this consumes your life. So like for me, it's trying to find like flag football leagues to hang out with people that don't know what the hell this world is that can just talk about normal shit. Yeah. Like, even like I still have a shoot job and like these people don't even know what the hell that I do. So it's like, okay, like what did you guys learn about this week in the design world or whatever? Like that's that's cool to have because you need to try to find that balance. Um but I tell to people too, like you said, if you're if you want to do any wrestling or whatever, like cool, do that. Uh I just like I get really upset <laughs> when people claim to be something and I'm like, nah, man, you, you're really not. Like, you can't stand toe to toe with me, so I don't know who the fuck you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I'm curious, man, because you have been in a lot of locker rooms and you've done a lot of traveling, right? Mm -hmm. So I just need one do and one don't of the locker room. One do is wash your gear. You realize it when you go on the indies. Wash your gear, and then also like have respect for people in the locker room when they place their bags places. Because I've been at least doing the indies here in Texas. I've been coming across people who think they're really hot shit, and like will move your bags out the way and to sit, sit down in the chair. It's like we have enough space for all of us. So you can find your little corner because you got here late anyway. And then again, wash your fucking gear because spraying Febreze on it ain't helping. Like literally <laughs> get home from a show. I know how much I sweat. Put my gear in the washer. Wash it. Like that's what you gotta do. Uh a do. I don't know. I, I know people would talk about this like introducing thing. I don't I get it. Like that's the business, right? Like introducing yourself. I'm introverted. I don't really care to walk up to people first and they probably think that I'm an asshole, but I'm super personable and nice to talk to. Uh just be a nice person, like pick up after yourself. Don't be an asshole. Just we're all here trying to accomplish the same dream and have fun at these shows. And like, if someone comes in and you can just tell that's ruining that vibe, just, we don't need that. Like you can have an ego, whatever, but just be like a nice person. That's not hard to do. Nope. I agree. Be a nice person. That's, I love hearing that just in general. Like when I talk to other people and they say that, just be a nice person. Like how much effort does it take to be yep. nice and to be a dick? Like we were just talking about this uh, earlier today too, with, um, we're in, we're in the gym and I said hi to somebody and they turned and looked away and they looked at their phone. I was like, dude, you're already walking, your head's in neutral position. All, how much effort does it really take to, to be like, hey, and just like nod your head back. Instead, you turn your head the whole way, turn your shoulder out and then look at your phone. Like, that's just so much effort. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's moments like that where I'm just like, oh, fuck me. I guess I'm just not gonna talk to people. Cause that one thing will ruin the rest of the day where I'm just like, I'm done being sociable. I'll go home after this. <laughs> I definitely, I can relate to that. <laughs> all right, man. Well, those are like all my heavy hitting questions, but we do got to get into the second best segment of the three count podcast, which are the three count podcast, 10 count questions. Mr. Khan, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you. Okay. Rapid fast. Mm -hmm. Whatever's your answer. That's your answer. Okay. So we're going to put the imaginary timer for added pressure. <laughs> Bing! And here we go. Smackdown right. or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite movie? Child's Play. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I saw all the posters. I was like, yo, that's lit. Uh, Sonic or Mario? Sonic. Favorite color? Green. 
Would you say you're a night owl or an early bird? Probably a night owl. Favorite submission. Single leg Boston crab. Okay, and then you said you still get up, you still wake up early, even though you're a night owl. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you on that. PlayStation or Xbox? Oh, PlayStation. Favorite podcast? Oh, I just found Mike. Is it Mike or Mark Bell? Uh, it's like hit whatever their podcast is. I just found it last week, and I've been listening to that nonstop. Okay, bet I'm have to. I'm gonna have to hit you up on the side. I'm gonna have to check that out. Right. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on the show. How about we do my tag partner Moses? Let's do him. Let's let's go. <laughs> and then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on this show. Favorite curse word. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs a good F bomb, man. That's what it is. Yep. Like uh and I'm trying to get this like every, I say this every time. Anybody that brings that word up, it's because there's a there's a YouTube video, it's worth the two minutes and thirty-nine seconds. It's called the history of the F word. Okay. Go check it out. It's one of my favorites. And uh, I tell everybody, I'm like, yo, if you're not watching this, this is like the best shit ever. <laughs> I don't know what, like, I watched this, like, Instagram clip of Gary Vee, and he was talking about cussing. And, like, this news reporter was like, well, you cuss a lot. And he's like, well, why do you care? Like, why do you care what I say? This means so much more to you than does to me. And I'm going to say what the fuck I want to say. So, like, you can go home and be mad about it, but I'm still making millions of dollars. So it doesn't matter. Well, and I like it because he he said it to himself. Is that it's it, because it's authentic to him. Like that's yeah. who he is, yep. and he tells his kids. Then I remember, I think it was a lady was like, "Do you yep. let your kids do that?" And he was like, "Of course." Yep, exactly. Like, yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, I definitely do." As like, I think it's fun, and I I one I think it's fun cursing, him, but two, I agree with him. I was like, I was like, it's not your problem. It's if exactly. a teacher hits me up and says, "You know, your daughter's cursing in school," like, bet. What the mm-hmm. fuck did she say? I <laughs> <laughs> can continue the lesson plan. Like, why does that matter to you? Yeah. Did it hurt your feelings? Did it hurt yeah. their feelings? I don't really care. Right. I, it was funny, man, because like my daughter, she'll like, she'll jump in a ring every once in a while and we'll show her something different to like, mm-hmm. to like just mess around with. And uh, I would told him, we've taught her how to chop and she's got a mean chop. Right. And, uh, but we've always told her, right. Like you're not allowed to just go around and chop your friends. Like, Someone has to cause the problem. And I tell her, I was like, we don't go looking for fights. We just finish them. And so I was like, I can't wait for the first time that her teacher, like, hits me up and be like, do you know what your daughter did? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. First, what did the kid do to her? I was like, that's what I need to know. (laughs) What did did they do to, like, create this reaction? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to (laughs) know. Bet. But, Con, the last thing I need from you is to let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at the period con. For some reason, people can't find that. It's that simple. Just look me up. And then I'm at the con on Twitter. Uh, and that's about the only two that I actually care about. So follow me, subscribe to my YouTube page it's at the con. I have a bunch of my matches on there. So check me out. Bet. There you have it. So in instance of a match, you guys know what this means. We got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast Presents Now Entering. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And now entering, you see him right next to me, Khan, the cut man, the man who's just got abs on top of abs and muscles on top of muscles. But you know what that means. You guys need to tune into the next episode and be there or... You just wait for this to end. You wait.
for that outro, and then you choose another episode. I like that. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the Three Count Podcast also has merchandise. Oh! At ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Three Count Pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So, show us some support, please.